Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited for you to be here today. We are going to be diving into all things SEO with my friend, Faith, and this is going to be such a great conversation. We're really going to be diving into fixes and changes that you can make to your website that's really going to help with SEO, why SEO is so important, and how to start tackling this. Even if you feel like it's this big beast, Faith really breaks down some simple strategies and tips that you can start implementing that aren't going to take you a ton of time. In fact, she shares five things that you can do to change your website to improve SEO in under one hour. You're going to love this conversation. Let's go ahead and dive on into the show and go meet Faith. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode. Hey, Faith. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on today. Well, thanks so much for having me, Aubrey. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to finally connect with you. Yeah, I know. We've had some technical difficulties, but we're getting this interview done. Um, And then we've done a little bit of a podcast swap here. So I'm excited for you to come on my podcast and share with my audience all of your brilliance and knowledge. So let's, let's back up a little bit before we dive into all things SEO and just share a little bit about who you are and what you do and um, a little bit of your background story. So I am um, a wife and a mama and I help lead worship at church and I'm a barrel racer and I have a copywriting and SEO consulting business that just kind of evolved organically. Like I'm kind of an accidental SEO expert is what I like to say (laughs) because I've just been like, I've been an entrepreneur like forever, like literally had a lemonade stand in the middle of nowhere on a road with no traffic. (laughs) as a small child and just like have progressively had businesses and been in business for like all kinds of different things forever. And then I kind of stumbled into SEO because I had, um, my own website that I was just so proud of and like busted my little tuchus to create and had this blog that I was pouring my heart into. And then I had a client website that I was writing content for them and repurposing it. And they, I got to digging into their, this client's back end stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, they literally have an extra zero on the end of their traffic. And their website is so ugly (laughs) compared to mine, you know, that was just so beautiful, (laughs) which I laugh at now, you know? Um, but I just got to digging and I'm like, oh my gosh, they get so much more traffic because their SEO is better. And so that just kind of started me down this rabbit hole of figuring out what SEO is, how I could apply it. And then 
everything I found about SEO was either sounded like it was written by a robot for a robot, or it was so horribly overcomplicated that I was like, listen, y'all, I mean, I'm smart, but like, I need to put on my Urkel pants and <laughs> like go back, go to Harvard to understand this. And so it just really became this journey of figuring out how to create SEO friendly websites and copy and content, but do it in a way that made sense and then help other people do the same because SEO is an amazing way to generate leads, but it shouldn't be so overwhelming that you want to bang your head against a wall when you start digging into it. (laughs) And so I just really strive to make it simple and applicable and work for people who don't have all day, you know, seven days a week to like hunker down and learn about all these really technical things. Yeah, I can totally agree with that. It's so funny, all the like acronyms that we have for like online space, like SEO and ROI and all this stuff. And, you know, when you're first getting started in the online space, it's like, what are, I feel like I need, you know, a cheat sheet of all these things. So let's, Mm -hmm. let's back up there too, for like somebody who is like, okay, she started talking about SEO. I have no idea what that even means, what that stands for. (laughs) So can you just like share a little bit about like, what is SEO? What does it mean? Um, And like, why is it important for us like that, that we should be considering like the SEO and and learning about it? Yeah, for sure. So SEO stands for search engine optimization. And what that means in normal human language is you're trying to get your website put together in such a way that it's easy for Google to find your website and index the things on your website, to find your website and make sense of the things on your website so that it can put your content in front of the right eyeballs. And why does it matter? Well, (laughs) because people are searching for things online, right? Like social media is great and it's a great part of your strategy. It should be part of your strategy. You know, I mean, Pinterest is great. Like we have all of these things that contribute to our organic marketing and our efforts to get our business in front of the right people and generate leads. But if you're not taking advantage of SEO, then you're really missing out on getting traffic from your website, getting leads from your website, because your website isn't set up in a way that Google likes it to find it and then put your content in front of the right people. And it's really, it's, it's kind of an art and a science, which is probably why I think it's a little bit fun, (laughs) but it's really, you know, when it's SEO is one of those things that you can set it up and it can keep working for you in the background. It's not something that you have to like babysit every single day. Now, it's not something that you can like, you know, you paint a mural once and it's there for years and years and you never have to touch it up. Like it is something that I go back and I, you know, check on every six months, you know, every few months, just kind of see how things are working for me in that category. But it's much, much less high maintenance than the social media dance and point booty shake business. Yeah. No, for sure. It's like when it, it's, it would be that ideal thing of like, when somebody says like, Oh, I like, how did you find me? Or how did you learn about my business? Whatever your business is for them to be like, Oh, I found you on Google. Like that's when Mm -hmm. you know that your SEO is doing what it needs to do and, and helping to get found. Um, but I totally agree with what you're saying that I I felt the same way too. When I started looking into like, you know, what keywords and what things do I want to be known for? When I started looking at all the resources, it was, it did feel like extremely number one, overwhelming. And then number two, I was like, I don't, I don't understand what they're talking about here. Like, can somebody break it down for me in a way that actually makes sense? So I love that that is your take on it. And what you are trying to do is to make it make sense to people 
people who who don't have this background because a lot of us and I know a lot of my listeners are moms, they're teachers, they're educators and they're they're definitely smart people but this is, you know, it's a new language for them. It really is. And you know what's funny is when I was working on a client project, I was setting up some of the back end stuff on her Google Analytics and I was trying like I literally watched hours and hours and hours of YouTube video. Like I I consumed a paid course trying to figure out like simple definitions for terms. Because if I can make it make sense in my brain, then I can put it into action. But like some of these terms, I'm like, listen, you guys invented a new language and then you invented a new language to describe the language that you just invented. I'm like, can somebody just please use normal people language? And so I literally started making like what you called a cheat sheet for myself of like, okay, this is the word they're using. (laughs) This is what it actually means. So that I could not have to like, go relearn and reteach myself all of these weird terms every time I went to learn more. <laughs> so, wow. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, let's, let's start to think, okay, we, we know we need yeah, SEO. I'll see, mm-hmm. I'm going to mess up all these terms. Um, we know we need SEO and we know why it's important, but where do we actually start? Like, I know SEO can show up in a lot of different places, but let's, you know, talk about like our website, for example, what, what are some things that we need to be paying attention to, um, some different areas that we actually can show up in the search engine? I know there's like, there's even some ways of things that you wouldn't think of that actually can help you show up in search. Right. And really that's kind of my specialty because ain't nobody got time for like an 87 hour per week overhaul. <laughs> um and so what I have figured out just honestly through experimenting with my own stuff and with client stuff and then just seeing these results again and again and again are just like a handful of things that are huge bang for your buck changes to make to your website because really SEO centers around your website. And for me, my heart for my online business is that my my website would be like the hub of my online presence, not my social media, you know, that my website, everything would be driving traffic to my website. And so that's where I put my time and effort. But really the very first thing when somebody's like, okay, I need to figure out SEO. I need to get this. I need to get my poop in a group here. The very first thing that you need to do is you need to do keyword research. And the funny thing about keywords is that a lot of times people will say one thing when they're talking to you about what they need, you know, the problems that you solve, but then they will type something else into Google. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, when I before I actually dug into SEO and the keyword re- and keyword research, I was like, oh, I know what my people want. I know how they're saying it. I can write this how in a way that it resonates with them. And like, in a sense, I can, right? Because we, you know, we're in touch with our clients. But at the same time, like the things that they are saying out of their mouth are not always the things that are t- coming out of their fingers when they type. And so you've got to dig in and do keyword research for the words that people are actually typing into Google. And, and you, then you have to dig in and you have to figure out, okay, what keywords can I realistically rank for? Because a little bit of faith over here in middle of nowhereville, Oklahoma, like I'm probably not going to outrank the giant, you know, SEO consulting companies in New York city that have 800 people on staff, right? Like I have a much more niche market. And so my keywords need to be much more in line with my niche market and the size of market that I have. And so when you dig into keyword research, you need to one, do the actual research on what people are typing in. (laughs) And Uber suggest is by far my favorite platform for that. They actually have a free plugin for Google Chrome 
Um, it's not as good as the paid version, but honestly, the paid version is such a low cost investment for the, the return there. Um, but you need to dig in and do keyword research and you need to put together a keyword strategy for your business. And you don't have to, you can go as deep here or, you know, you could do the 10 minute version here. If you're just like, I cannot, I cannot wrap my brain around this. And sometimes the things that they're just really subtle changes to the language that you use on your website, like, um, just, off the top of my head, like there's sometimes where people will talk about like, oh, I need to book more clients. I need to book more clients. I need to book more clients. Well, actually people search lead generation more than they search book more clients. And so just those subtle changes, it doesn't mean that you can't ever say book more clients or that you can't use that verbiage on your website, but it means that you need to know that lead generation or how to generate leads is what they're actually typing in. So that needs to be at the forefront of your SEO strategy if that's a keyword that fits your business, right? And so you have to dig in and do the keyword research. That is step number one. <laughs> and then you really, really, really have to, this is kind of a stray away from keyword, stray away from SEO, but it plays in. You've got to get super crystal clear on your above the fold statement on your website, which is just the, the part of your website that people see when they get to your website, because it doesn't matter how much traffic you get to your website. If your website is unclear and confusing when people get there, they're going to leave. And so your above the fold statement needs to be like ridiculously clear about who, who you help, the problem that you solve for your person. And, you know, this, honestly, when I'm working with copywriting clients, I spend probably 80% of my time on this because it's that, it's that important to nail it, but don't let that, don't let that like scare you off from working on it. Like, trust me, anything is better probably than what a lot of people have right now. You know, if you're like, if you're a, you know, virtual assistant and you're, you're, your whole goal is to help people spend less time in their inbox so they can focus on visionary things. And then just say that in your above the fold statement, say, spend less time in your inbox so you can focus on growing your business. Boom, done, bye. Like that's all it has to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's number two is get a really, really clear above the fold statement um, because it doesn't matter how many people come to your website. If it sucks, they're not staying or buying anything. (laughs) And then number three I really like to have, see people put keywords in their page titles. So this is something I kind of stumbled onto by accident, but it has been like amazing to see the results that this produces for people. But your page titles are what shows up when somebody searches for you on Google. It's, it's forward facing. So it needs to make sense. Mm -hmm. But when you just put some keywords in there, it helps you rank a little higher. And it really is a powerful and super easy place to embed some keywords and improve your SEO. So this is um, different from like the actual like URL to it. So like for me, yes. aubreymalik.com forward slash, like you have the that slug at the end there, but you're saying like the, what you're actually naming the page as you create it, that's where you can kind of sneak in some of these keywords to make it make sense, right? You're not just going to throw 50 keywords in there, but that's that can help you to rank higher. Right. And it's not the page. It's not like the button either, right? Like a lot of people are like, well, I don't want my button to say that. Like your homepage button on your page still stays the same and still says home or whatever it is. But you can like, you could say like your Aubrey Malik's homepage could say like, 
um, grow your freelancer business or whatever a good mm-hmm. keyword is that made sense for you there. And then you're getting traffic for that keyword because it's in your page title. Now, when people Google Aubrey Malik, they're going to see this in your in your page title. It's not, it is forward facing. So it does need to make sense. It's not just like some back end thing that like people never see, but it's a great way to just one, you're letting people know on Google exactly what you do. Because if you don't have a page title, a lot of website platforms will generate one for you. And they're going to just pull from whatever content you have on the page, right? And so it's always better to like write that yourself and tell Google, no, 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 this is what I want to get known for so that either your website platform or Google doesn't generate that for you. But yeah, it's a great place to embed your keywords. Perfect. Okay. So you, you said um, the above the fold, you said keyword research and then titling your page titles. Was there anything else that we Mm -hmm. can just some simple fixes? Yeah. So you can also make sure that your page has a fast load time. Like that's something that a lot of people overlook. Um, But if your website is slow loading, people are gone. Like ain't nobody got time to sit around and wait. And so those are a little bit more technical fixes, but a lot of that can just be done by reducing your file size, reducing your, like your picture size. If you have a video, like don't have it actually hosted on the website, have it hosted externally. Um, and then the really, the other kicker that I love to see people work in is keywords in your H1 text. So generally most website platforms want you to have your H1 text, the very top of the page. Um, and usually towards the top of the page is better for, you know, um, SEO purposes. But if you can embed some keywords into your one chunk of H1 text per page, then what you're going to do is Google is going to see that H1 text and they see that as the most valuable text on the page. And they're going to rank you a little higher because they're like, oh, this person is actually talking about this thing that they're trying to get found for instead of just somebody that dumps some keywords in the page title and then never actually talks about that, you know, keyword on the page. So yeah, that would be the fifth thing. First would be, you know, keyword research. Second, very clear above the fold statement. Third, keywords in your page titles. Fourth, a fast load time. And fifth, keywords in your H1 text. Perfect. Now, how long do you think that all of this should be taking us? Like, I know it, depending on how your brain works, you can either think like, oh my gosh, this sounds like so fun. Like, I can't wait to dive into this. Or you can be like, oh my gosh, like this is going <laughs> to be like, <laughs> this is going to be like nails on a chalkboard for me. So I know you're saying like this this is something that you it's not necessarily a set it and forget it thing but it's not something that you need to like be up on every single day but when when Mm -hmm. we're first getting started into this SEO process for of these fixes that we can do how long do you really think that we should be spending on this I mean really if you're pretty darn clear on who you help and how you help them and you're willing to just dive in and get dirty and some keyword research you should be able to do this in an hour I mean, if you want to take longer, fine, but don't get bogged down in the weeds and get so, you know, like nitty gritty that you never make the changes, like get in, do it, you know, get it done in an hour. And then in a month, if you're like, oh, I think I want to try to improve some more, then go back and try to improve it some more. Right. So like taking small chunks of small Mm -hmm. chunks of things, um, maybe, you know, one month you focus on all your page settles and the next month you Mm -hmm. go back in and work in some headings and then you're adding in some more keywords into your copies and on your pages. Um, that feels a little bit more doable than feeling like it has to be this big overhaul that's <laughs> going to take us tons and tons of time. Um, and I think like the the flip side of that, the next question is like, we do this work, like I, I know Google is great. Like 
and it's and and none of this is like overnight fixes. It's not like all this right. stuff you, you make all these changes and it's gonna magically send millions upon millions of people to your website to the offers that you have. But how quickly do you do you usually see results, or do you like to you know give something time before you go back in and change it? Um, what do you usually see with your clients that you work with? Well, you know, it just depends on the client and how big their audience is and how much content they're putting out there. So if you're, you know, not, not writing any blogs and you're not producing keyword rich content on the reg, then it's going to take a lot longer for these changes to take effect. And the, the degree of the change is going to be less, right? Because Google rewards fresh content. Google rewards keyword rich content. So if I was to say a sixth thing, y'all need to be blogging with keyword rich blogs. <laughs> but a lot of people are already blogging, right? You know? And so like one client, all she did was we didn't change her above the fold statement. She all we all we did is I did her keyword research and that strategy. And then she went in and changed her page titles. And that's it. I don't even think we changed her H1 text and her organic traffic doubled in a month, doubled, which I was blown away by. I did not expect it to change that much, but she's churning out a ton of content and has a good audience and like emails or email lists with her content. So like she's doing all of the other things to help boost her SEO and help boost her rankings. But then I had another client who her SEO, her organic traffic, um, it went up. I'd have to check the exact number, but it increased by 1500% over eight months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's people who, you know, like they aren't writing any blogs. They just go in and make this change, these changes. And this one, one of my clients, she's like, Hey, I just wanted to make these changes. She's not writing any blogs, but she had somebody reach out to her like a week after making these changes saying, Hey, I found you on Google for Christian life coach. Cause that was one of her main keywords. Like, boom, like somebody reached out to her because they found her on Google because of her keyword research and keyword placement. So that's, you know, it works, but it's like, how much are you willing to work it? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that, you already answered my one question. Cause I was going to say like, you know, making these changes to your website, is great. And I could see it doing it, but then I, I was going to ask, do you, do you feel like everybody needs to be blogging and turning out that new content? Oh yeah. I mean, I think Google has pretty much told us without telling us that if you are not creating fresh, relevant, um, service-based content service, and like it's helpful for people, they, they call it their helpful content update. Google has pretty much told us if you're not doing that, you are not ranking. And we're seeing it more and more like a lot. Um, one article I just read the other day, <coughs> excuse me, basically they ranked high performing sites and most of the sites that were the most high performing, they, they ranked like 5,000 different sites. They, they said that if, um, I think they said if they were the most high performing sites were blogging once a day, but even blogging once a week made a huge increase in traffic. Wow. Really? Mm -hmm. I was just, I was thinking one, I mean, I have my, I have my podcast, you know, content that goes out. So we have, we basically have a podcast page and then we have a main blogging page. That's your traditional like blog style. Um, and we do that once a month, but then obviously we have our weekly podcast. So we're publishing blogs to the website. They're just not those full length blog posts, um, that accompany the podcast too. But I thought once a month was great. And I'm like, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe I should, maybe I should mm -hmm. up that a little bit. Yeah. And, and really like there's some strategies that I teach actually specifically for podcasters because hello, I like podcasting too on taking your podcast and repurposing it into a keyword rich blog. And 
when I do this for myself, like, because I recorded the podcast, like I know what I said, (laughs) I know what came out of my mouth. When I do this for myself, I'm able to take a podcast, um, and then take my outline from the podcast, repurpose it into a blog, publish the blog, optimize the blog, create my Pinterest pins, graphics, pins, all of that Pinterest titles, whole thing, whole shebang in an hour and a half max. Yeah. That's incredible. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, like a lot of systems and a lot of tweaking and a lot of, you know, trial and error. And then, you know, this is what I do for clients. So of course I figured out, of course I figured out a few tricks along the way, but yeah, it's really, really helpful. And once a week, honestly, producing a high quality keyword, rich, like written by a person blog once a week is still just going to do loads for your, for your online presence and for your business and your organic traffic. Cause just even think about like 52 pieces of organic, you know, 52 pieces of content generating organic traffic that is sustainable and keeps generating traffic. Mm-hmm. 52 pieces a year is gangbusters compared to, you know, a lot of the social media posts that are dead and gone within 24 hours. And I have blogs from two and three and four years ago that are still generating traffic for me. And so what you're using, you'll, I think this was going to be like my next question, as far as the results piece and tracking that you're using, you use Google analytics to see mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. to see what's performing well, to see, I mean, cause that could be another thing I, I was thinking about too, is like, okay, you have this, this content that you're putting out, you have these blogs, what are people actually clicking on? How can now, you know, what people are clicking on, how can you create mm-hmm. more content around that? Um, because right. obviously if people are clicking on that, then Google will most likely, they're saying that we like this content and other people like it too. So mm-hmm. getting more content around that area as well. Yeah. And if you have some older content that's done really well, you can actually go in and you can optimize it a little bit further. Cause like, you know, more now you can do better mm-hmm. now or even update it. You know, if it's like the 10 best apps from 2021, like let's go back and rethink that and make it the 10 best apps for 2023, you know, and just really update some of those ideas. So you don't have to come up with like 52 brand new ideas a year. If you're like, okay, I'm going to blog once a week. You can update some things too. And again, like if you're already producing long form content somewhere else, repurpose that stuff onto your blog. Yeah, absolutely. You've given me some things that I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go back. I'm going to take some of your tips and I'm going to rethink some of this blogging stuff. Um, because like, like I said too, I, I have this podcast that goes out weekly, but, um, I know that I'm, I'm missing out on some of that SEO and some of those keywords that I could be found for with like a longer form blog post. So, uh, you definitely have got my wheels spinning and I know <laughs> that you're, um, gonna, you gave some really great tips for my audience here to take and start to implement. And again, like not feeling like you have to bite off so much that those simple things that you share with us are things that anybody can do today and make small tweaks and come back to it. So I really appreciate all that you shared and the advice that you've given and just kind of opening your eyes to like what SEO is and what it could do for you and how it can support you in your business. So I want to thank you for that. And I want to give you an opportunity to share where my listeners can come to your website and come learn more about you and and what you have to offer. So I'd love it if you'd share that. Well, thank you so much. So everything is on my website at faithhannon.com. And then really the best way to learn about SEO is from my podcast, Simple SEO and Marketing with Faith Hannon. I, I, podcast twice a week and just really give like simple, actionable, like this is how you do it kind of tips because I want you to be able to use SEO in a not confusing way. And then I actually have a course called the Organic Marketing Framework where I break down how to optimize your website, how to do keyword research, and then how to write blogs 
in a super strategic way, like I talked about, and then how to repurpose those. So it's very thorough in the organic marketing world, but also it's very point and click. Like this is how you do it. Point here, click here, tons of screen share tutorials. And then it's so funny that you're like, I need a cheat sheet for all of these terms because (laughs) that cheat sheet that I created for myself, (laughs) I actually keep updated and just give away for free because I'm like, I need this to make sense for my brain. And I'm sure a lot of people, uh, other people do as well. And so all of those things are available on my website and my podcast, and I'm sure I can get the links to Aubrey as well. Yeah, absolutely. We'll link all of that in the show notes so you can go and grab all of those great resources. Um, Thank you again, Faith, for coming on and sharing this with my audience. I know it's going to help them. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it, Aubrey. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.